You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis, formerly of Scout, formerly of 24-7. Today's title sponsor, as we call it in the lingo, is Built Bar. Built Bar is what I will be having for breakfast tomorrow. Still have some of the strawberries left. Looking forward to trying their candy cane brownie flavor that is coming this week. BuiltBar.com. I, I don't, you know, just want to make sure you know where to go. Uh, as always, I am Jeff Ellis. We are switching to the three-day-a-week format. For some of you, you know, you might be like, oh, that stinks. For others, you're like, oh, I probably only listen three days a week. And for others, you're like, this means that uh, I'll have less things popping up in my feed on a daily basis. So it's it's a whole range of things uh, for us here on the baseball side of things. And with the holidays occurring, uh, our next show is going to be me talking with Burke Granger, who has been at D1 Baseball, 2080 Baseball, uh, all sorts of prospect sites. Burke and I have met one time in person. Purely accidentally, Burke and I both followed each other, gosh, probably right when I was starting at Scout, so I'm thinking that's like 2013 or so, so about seven years ago, and we would just have some nice interactions online, and we just were both at an Ohio State game, and uh, you know, we were sitting there talking, hanging out in the back. Uh, I remember Junie um, Melendez was there, who's an Indian scout. That is the year that Trey Gant was at Ohio State, who they would later go on to draft. So I don't know if Junie was the uh, the scout who signed him or not, but I, I do know he was in person because we saw him there. And Burke had the like good gun. He had a it's I can't remember if it was the the jugs. I think it was a jugs gun. But uh, I had my little fast pitch pro, and we were just doing some speed comparisons. We were standing back, so my gun was not picking up uh, good readings because it needs to be a little bit closer. But we were doing because Ohio State's kind of a weird college stadium in the way it's built. Uh, but it was a fun experience, and we just you know, sat there and talked for an entire game, uh, passing information back and forth and just talking about you know doing what we do. Burke is a road dog, much like Brian Sikowski. I think I said it right this time. Uh, and I really respect people like that who who put in that time, that effort, that work. We'll talk some draft. We'll talk some Indians prospects. But Burke's a great guy. He'll be on the Wednesday show. I had a listener reach out to me and point out that way back in 2016, at Mc- there was a game between Hill College and McLennan Community College that... Uh, We'll get into some fun things with this in a bit. At first, I got kind of excited because Trevor Steffian pitched in this one, and then I saw uh, a a bro was uh, a hitter for the other team. But I realized it was Joe and not Josh, though. I don't know if Josh was on the team yet. He might have been. I'd I'd have to dig into that. And the reason that's interesting to me is in 2017, uh, Trevor Steffian goes to Arkansas, and Josh Bro gets drafted day three guy by the Astros, doesn't sign, comes back in 2018 as the Yankees' second-round pick. So you have their second-rounder, might have been in that game in 2018. Their third-rounder from 2017 was in that game. But what makes it fun for Indians fans is Chris Roller was uh, was at the hitter side of things. So in this box score, again, thank you to our eagle-eyed listener who had an excellent memory. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of names and players. These are top JUCO programs. But uh, final score on this one, by the way, 21 to 13. Uh, but Chris Roller was uh, batting ninth, and Trevor Steffian came and worked out of the pen. So it was kind of a, a fun little thing to appear in my box. Uh, just a, an interesting thing that both both Indian selections were in that game all those years back. I uh, had to talk about that, give that a moment. There's not been a whole lot happening in baseball. We should talk about the minorest of Indians news. Uh Jeffrey Rodriguez decided to sign a minor league deal and head back to the Nationals. It's kind of interesting just because he had more success in Cleveland than in Washington, but it comes down to Cleveland has pitching for days, Washington does not. I'm sure it was just a talk with his agent and both sides realizing that his best opportunity uh, to find major league innings is with the Washington Nationals and not the Cleveland Indians. I get why he did it. And if you're the Indians, I mean, he was pretty far down your depth chart, let's be honest. So not a huge loss. Uh, took him off the 40-man. And again, it's one of those situations I, I talked about Trevor Steffian already. If you didn't listen to the Rule 5 podcast, I gave a lot of information about the players both the Indians took and the players they lost in that. I think the Indians see st- something there, and I think he has a very good chance to be in the bullpen. And the reason I think that's a big deal is because the Indians have a lot of interesting bullpen arms to begin with. You know, they decide to pay Nick Wetgren. They have Karen Jock. Class A comes back. Nick Sandlin was a second-round pick who should be ready to help next year. They promoted Kyle Nelson, who was the top left-hand reliever in the system. Robert Broom and Adam Scott are names to know. And I can just keep going. It's a really strong system, but they went out and added a guy who they think can make the 25-man roster. And I think that's one of the things to consider with the pen. And if you had to, you know, let go of Jeffrey Rodriguez to open up a spot to just give someone like Trevor Steffian a chance, um, I'm 100% on board. I think I think there is a very good chance you have a, a strong back-end reliever there. And again, the Indians are the best at uh, finding and uh, improving pitching. There's no team that's doing it better right now. And the Yankees still, you know, I pointed out on that podcast, they have struggled in pitcher development, so... To get a player, specifically, you know, the Indians spent a lot of time through the years adding cast-offs from places like Cincinnati and Detroit, knowing that those players were not uh, not coached up as much, and seeing if they could get a little bit more out of those arms. Uh, sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't, but they targeted those systems that they knew had some struggles, and we'll see if, uh, if this was a specific targeting. I mean, it could be, but, <laughs> I mean... The only other news, the Rays signed Michael Waka uh, to a contract. I think we talked about them re-signing Zunino, Anthony Descalfini signed with the Giants. The Reds are willing to talk Luis Castilla and Sonny Gray. I don't know what's happening in Cincy. It's, I mean, they they, they just cut good talent. Like, uh, you know, I'll stand by that. They cut good talent. Uh, they're in a weird monetary situation. They wouldn't have made the playoffs if not for the extended structure. And they had some really nasty early season struggles where it looked to the point that they wouldn't even qualify for the playoffs. And they came around and got that opportunity. And I understand why they're willing to consider someone like Luis Castilla. He is at a point now in his career where he is hitting arbitration eligible. He is going to get expensive quickly. He has been excellent for them. 
the past few years. Um, when you go back to his rookie year, 15 games, only 89 innings, but it was a good performance. 2018 was was the weak year for him. He was about league average. 2019 is a jump, and then this year stays just as strong. Uh, the big thing with him is just staying healthy. 190 innings is the highest amount. And he was a guy, I believe, that came over from uh, the Marlins, right? He was part of the... Man, he was involved in so many trades. It's kind of weird to look. So, originally signed by San Francisco, and then he goes with Kendra Flores to the Miami Marlins for Casey McGee. Remember him? Uh, then the Marlins trade him with Carter Capps, Jared Cosart, and Josh Naylor to the Padres for Andrew Kashner, Tyron Guerrero, Colin Ray, and Cash. Now, Kashner and Ray were the big pieces as the Marlins are trying to contend. Um... Naylor, now with the Indians, had been a first-round pick, and it was not a strong system. Colin Ray was damaged goods. That was the first of a few times that uh, we saw A.J. Preller intentionally withhold medicals. In this case, that caused the deal to be nullified to a degree, so then they swapped back and then traded with Zeke White and Austin Bryce for Dan Straley. So he got traded uh, three separate times for mediocre talent. And, uh, you know, that stinks for every team in there in that process. But since you have a guy here who three years of team control, free agent in 2024, so lots of team control, 28 years of age, has had some problems staying healthy, is going to start getting expensive. There's reasons why the Reds would consider moving on from him. I get that. I You know, there's been talk about trying to trade that he has been on the block off and on. I remember seeing someone announce that he had been traded. Um, you know, you sometimes get bad sources and that he was going to be traded for Carlos Correa like two years ago. That didn't happen. And we all get burned sometimes. It's just it's life when you're trying to report things. That didn't happen. I think, you know, again, it would cost the sun, the moon, the stars to go out and get him. And it's the same reason, you know, Blake Snell is being talked about. And it's the same reason... Uh, I'm trying to think who we talked about last week where my mind is going blank. It's the same reason the Reds are also willing to talk Sonny Gray right now is the pitching free agent market is awful. That is why guys like Mike Miner got, you know, and you look at um, Charlie Morton and I'm trying to think who the other starting pitcher was that Atlanta went out and signed. But teams are striking quickly because there is not much there. There's It's not good and there's not much depth. And that is why those players are out there and available. Sonny Gray uh, started out really hot this year and then kind of came back to earth. Still a good pitcher. Still like a solid number two, three type. And remember that when he came over from the Yankees, he had had all those struggles. That's two strong years in a row for Sonny Gray. And he signed a team-friendly contract uh, after the Reds acquired him. So he is locked up in 2021 and 2022 for a little over $10 million, And then in 2023 it jumps to 12 million that is a team option so again those are really reasonable prices you know think what some of the guys on the market got uh, already in a depressed market so that's a it's a great uh potential deal and i think that's why since he's sitting there and considering it that they have uh you know some interesting bullpen arms they have some pitching depth they might try to go out and um you know, they might, how can I phrase this? I think they're trying to find ways to supplement their core. They're trying to be like the Indians, essentially. They're trying to supplement their core. 
They're considering moving from areas of strength to find ways to help their core. Uh, they have a million and a half outfielders. I don't know what they're going to do there. Um, but, you know, it, if, you know, Eugenio Suarez rebounds, remember he had surgery and wasn't healthy at the start of the year. If Nick Senzel finally looks like the player a lot of people thought he'd be, uh, they're a very interesting team to watch. But, I mean, that is essentially our big league news right now. And, I mean, honestly, right now, I kind of feel like when we're looking at all of this, I'm not sure how that plays out with the Indians. Yes, the Indians are not trading for these guys, but more the fact that the Indians have a wealth of pitching options and could be shopping Carlos Carrasco, could be shopping a Tristan McKenzie or an Aaron Savali. What separates the Indians' options are they're not that high level. It's uh, it's kind of if you want to shop at a, a tier B instead of a tier A. And again, uh, Carlos Carrasco as a free agent might just be the number two arm on the free agent market right now. It is a very bad uh, free agent market. So I don't think this necessarily hurts the Indians. I don't think it necessarily affects them because it's not like a team uh, would miss out on Luis Castilla and then turn to Carrasco. They'd still probably be chasing another arm, another high-end guy. Uh, honestly, a lot of teams, you know, like the Angels, like the Yankees, like the Mets, who come up as potential landing spots for these high-end arms, could acquire, you know, could sign a Trevor Bauer and still trade for a Carrasco. That need is still there, and I don't think it really has a massive effect on the Indians at this point in time. You know, I always get excited when we have a brand new sponsor, and that is certainly the case today. Our brand new sponsor is Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups last weekend and this weekend, I believe, still. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. Nice win for the Browns tonight. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. And don't forget to use your promo code LOCKDOWN to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code LOCKDOWN for your sign-up bonus. Bet online. Now, I'm not someone who knows a ton about gambling uh, in terms of sports. But I will be doing some fun things, looking into some of the parlays and things like that. Uh, not necessarily, you know, we'll use them to look at things like win-loss and where the Indians are positioned uh, in terms of, you know, who is the favorite to win the Central. Or just looking at prop things, like, right, isn't that a prop bet? Like uh, Shane Bieber's odds for the Cy Young for next year. Things like that. Bet Online AG is now locked on's official partner for all such things so go there today use that promo code locked on our next sponsor on the podcast is built bar we love them we use them we know them well go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on get 20 percent off your order they had white chocolate uh, bites which are like smaller bars was their recent uh flavor they were sending out there i talked about how i'm getting my box of candy cane uh fudge along with a new mixed box which again is always my recommendation but that's what i love about boat bar they are always changing things up they're always keeping it fresh there's new bars there's new products i'm gonna my next order i'm gonna try the broth because i only have 20 minutes on my uh lunch break at work and sometimes as a teacher it's just like okay 
quickly imbibe something and go because I need to work on a million things. And that is why I love Built Bar. They have essentially become my go-to for lunch breaks to begin with. Uh, but the diversification, the improvement, and across the board in all of their flavors, tastes, and products, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. It is, it's a fantastic product. That's just bottom line. It is something I use. It is something I love. BuiltBar.com, promo code Locked On. So, you heard the so. So that means we're back from break. So again, it's, oh boy, is it a dead season for baseball. I was, you know, going through uh, all this stuff online and trying to figure out, okay, so what can we talk about? Let's see if anything else fun happened. Oh, the answer is no. Nothing else has happened. It's just that there's a lot of free agents out there right now. Okay. Um, huh. You know, it's like I was going through just trying to dig information together. Uh, Walker Lockett, do people remember him? Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what we got for him or what we traded to get him from the Padres. There was that time a few years ago where the Indians trade a bunch of uh, young minor league talent to get kind of fringy arms. Like, um, oh, was it like Chen, <sighs> Chen Swang, Huang was like this interesting relief prospect who'd been like a top 100 guy. And they gave up a, a player, a really interesting young player I had liked from the draft for him. Uh, Walter Lockett was a guy. Sam uh, Ignacio Feliz was the player they traded. They were trading all these players, and now he's with Baltimore. So he's bounced uh, a bit. Went to the Indians, and then San Diego. Um, pitcher. And now it lists him with Baltimore. So I'm not sure if he was uh, some kind of minor trade or what. I'd have to do a search. But you know they were trading all these guys kind of in rookie ball for these players who were not on, um, who were kind of fringy uh, talents, let's put it. Like guys that were on the fringes of being added to the 40-man and uh, teams needing to move space. The Indians traded players. Okay, so he went in the Rule 5 draft. That is why he is in the minor league Rule 5 draft. That is why he is now with Baltimore and not with San Diego anymore. But then the Indians... Uh, you know, they went out and got Walter Lockett as a potential uh, reliever for them. Traded him along with Sam Haggerty for Kevin Ploiecki. Uh, then he was selected off waivers by the Mariners, selected off waivers by the Blue Jays. He's now signing over in the KBO. Uh, Sam Haggerty, you know, was a, a great story. All in all, when you look at it, a 24th round pick at the University of New Mexico who got a small chance in 2019 with... Um, the Mets and then got about 50 at bats last season and was about league average in 2020 for Seattle. I don't know if he's going to get some more opportunities, but man, anytime a day three pick comes through and makes it to the majors, that's just fantastic. But that is honestly like the level of where we are in terms of big news. Like it's who it's just, it's hard. You're going through trying to see what's happening you know, uh, going through the MLB trade rumors because, I mean, that's where they get in the nitty-gritty of, like, Chris Ellis, who I think he was at Ole Miss, but watch me mess that up and people will be mad because I confused the Mississippi schools. But, like, I thought he was, like, a late first-round grade. That was early into me at Scout again. That was probably about the same time uh, I was talking about meeting Burke, where he was good but not great in the SEC, and I think he ended up going as at least a second-rounder, maybe a first-rounder to the Cardinals, bounced around a lot. Um, yeah, like his signing with the Rays, that's, you know, that's one of those players that, uh, pops up for information, 
in terms of minor signings. But that's where we are. It's just, it is baseball's dead season. Uh, we're just kind of sitting around waiting to see what happens. And that's, that is why the baseball postseason sucks. You know, like, again, sorry for using that word. I know for some people that's a word that people hate. But, man, it's we're sitting here waiting and waiting and we'll see if anything occurs what happens i mean it's going to occur let's be honest with it we're just waiting to see when things start moving uh you know there's just not a whole lot beyond that going on it's just teams having their interviews you know there was the uh i think it was antonetti had an online interview and there wasn't a whole lot to take from it honestly when you're looking through it it was a lot of him managing to, you know, say a lot without putting a lot of meaning into it. And, you know, uh, there, I say you know so much too on this podcast. I apologize. It's it just a situation right now where the Indians, their next move is to trade Lindor. I mean, that's honestly what their next move has to be. Because um, everything is hand, handcuffed by that salary and that monetary situation and just by the specter of it. But the other problem right now is the shortstop market is rather robust. You know, Marcus Simeon a year ago looked, you know, fantastic. But again, I mean, you look at his data, 20, uh, 2019 clearly looks like an outlier and everything else being more average. But you look past him, Andrelton Simmons, you look at... Um, I feel like I know I'm missing like the big shortstop on the market and everyone's yelling at me right now about it. But it you know, it, it's a very strong free agent class. And you look at a team like the Angels who filled their need. Um, yes, Lindor's an upgrade, but they're able to fill their need very cheaply. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And again, you know, we talked about the top of the show with the Reds. How are the Reds gonna add Lindor on a rental? Like, I, I know the Reds still come up with Lindor. Let's just put that to bed. If they're considering shopping, you know, they're losing their ace, and they're considering shopping their next two ace-level pitchers. And it's not like they have five aces in Cincinnati. I don't want to, like, knock Cincinnati as a team, but this is not a team that, you know, they don't have an Indian situation of a few years ago. When you look at who their five projected starters I mean, I've been a Tyler Molly guy for a while, and he had a strong season last year. That's the first one. Wade Miley, he of the, like, one-year contracts. Uh, obviously not a one-year because he's there for another year, but Wade Miley is, is not a great option. And then making Michael Lorenzen a starter, uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to see if he has the ability to transition into that role. Um, maybe they try Jeff Hoffman, <clears throat> who they got in a trade. Uh, we talked about that earlier. It's... If they are shopping their starters, and I understand why they are, they're not going to go out and pay the high price to get a, a rental player. So let's we can forget about the Reds. We can see what's going to happen. And it's, it is just that waiting game. And I am a little bit concerned, as maybe others should be as well, that if the Mets decided to save a few bucks with McCann, they're kind of trying to manage assets. I mean, James McCann over JT Realmuto is managing assets. Uh, McCann has one and a half good years. Um, again, you could be paying outlier prices. Like you know, they could be getting a uh, you know, whatever I think of like the player who 
teams overpay for it. Scott Mitchell, the quarterback who was with Miami, I believe, before he went to the Lions, always comes to mind as like the fool's gold signing. That could totally still be McCann. I mean, while Romuto is without a doubt the best player at his position and an all-around talent, uh, but the Mets mind to manage their assets, manage money. Uh, they don't lose draft picks this way, a lot of stuff like that. So they took the lesser talent. That does, you know, there's two schools of thought. Either one, they're saving their stuff so they could make a, a big play for someone like Lindor. Or two, there's no way in heck for a rental they are going to use the asset cost that it would cost to get Lindor. And that is starting to become my concern. I'm wondering if there's going to be significantly less market. Uh, the longer things go, the more I'm concerned that there are not as many teams out there as we think. Um, it, it seems like it's a shrinking group every day. Something to pay attention to, something to consider, and unfortunately, just seems to be the current situation with the Indians. And the longer they wait, I mean, they're good about trades. They they test the market, they talk with everyone, they get the best value in their mind. But I am, if I were them, I'd be pulling the trigger as soon as possible. I don't think it's going to get better. I don't think, you know, as free agents sign those offers are going to improve. Uh, for instance, you know, the the Yankees, if they lose LeMayhew, they can shift over Torres. But what happens if they decide to go sign Andrelton Simmons or if they sign Marcus Simeon and then the other one goes to the Mets? Then who's left? Who out there is a can absorb that contract and really make a trade work? It starts to get a lot harder to find that match when you eliminate the New York teams. And... I don't think the Dodgers are in. Boston's not in. You know, you're looking at those big markets. Cubs aren't in. The White Sox aren't in. You're starting to look at something like the Cardinals, which not ideal again. You know, we talked about them. Atlanta, I'm pretty sure, is not in. So it's it's Cincinnati again, a team we've talked about. I don't think they're in. I we're I, I think there's about five spots, and the longer we wait, the less spots there will be, and the overall value will come down. And that is a massive concern for me as a fan of the Cleveland Indians. I am Jeff Ellis. Remember to turn in late, turn in, nope, tune in later this week for my talk with Burke Granger. We'll talk prospects and everything else. I will try to put a few in the can for the holidays. So if there is breaking news, I will record. Sometimes if I am not at home, that means I have to do the recording on my phone. In the past, people have said the quality is fine. It is not as good as this, but it is good. Uh, there was points in time where people said the quality was better than my recording studio. So I will record. You will get to hear my take on things. You will get to, you know, I'll go and talk to others, find information and put it all together. So if anything does break, we will do a special interrupting the schedule. But uh, if nothing else is occurring, I'm going to do some historical pieces. Those will be in the can for the next few weeks. And then I'll do some overall just league news as a one and how it affects the Cleveland Indians when I get those opportunities. Thank you for listening. Remember to download daily rate and review. It helps us a lot. I've been Jeff Ellis. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff MLB draft. Remember to check out the locked on bets podcast. I was supposed to talk about that earlier in the show. Um, so it is betting on any sport. doesn't have to be a betting, a, a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked on Bets podcast through your betonline.ag 
brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Sorry, it's almost one uh, again. Uh, so I'm going to, again, thank you for listening. And at least for the next year, go Tribe. <laughs>